Hello, this is Charles Wiz, Tony Silva, and we're two teachers talking. So Tony and I get together, we talk about education, and coming up on the end of the year with our episode 131, we've been talking about the same thing, basically, which is, when will this year end? And it's finally coming to an end, a year that has basically been defined by COVID-19. And we're going to try to wrap up this year with some thoughts and ideas and maybe, Tony, try to achieve some closure on what has got to be one of the strangest years of my teaching career. I don't know about you, but... I don't think that that's... I think that's probably applicable to anybody. I don't think anybody teaching has had a year like this, or I don't think that that's limiting to teachers. I don't think anybody on this planet has had uh, a year like this, and... uh yeah, we usually uh, go into this episode with, with, as you said, with some thoughts and ideas. And basically, you know, getting ready to this, we really didn't have any thoughts or ideas because we're exhausted <laughs> and uh, our brains are shot. <laughs> and so we're just going to, you know, catching our breath and, and taking stock and see where we go with this. Yeah. So this is um, a flyby, the seat of our pants kind of episode. We didn't really plan <laughs> even anything. more than usual. <laughs> Less than usual. <laughs> Wait, which one is it? I we don't plan- know. I don't even know yeah. that. Well, okay. Well, more inept than usual. I can okay. accept that. There we go. And I think you're right, you know, that everyone's gone through a weird year, and there's been some ups and downs. There's no question about it. And I'm going to start with a positive, though, and that's to go back to February, March, when the it became a thing, for lack of a better word, that we might be having to teach online and that incredible, um, I don't know, uh, emergent organization of teachers working together, trying Mm -hmm. to find solutions and helping each other. That has got to be the highlight of the year for me. So I want to start with the highlight and then we can work (laughs) our way down. Yeah, good. But that was an amazing... Yeah, it's not like the human reaction to uh, a natural disaster, you know, initially... Everyone kind of, you know, who's who's managed to survive the the first whack, um, kind of pulls together and uh, puts aside uh, indifferences and self interest and all that. And uh, that's uh, often when we see the you know, the you know the best of human nature. Yeah, yeah, and I and I agree with you. That was that was a a pleasant thing to experience. Well, it was for me. It was just an incredible thing to see. I. There were just groups going all the time. I was working with three other people every morning, getting together for at least a month. There were other groups, people trying to help each other. And I think it was just an amazing thing to see how it just emerged by itself. And it was a leaderless movement, so to speak, you know, everything that... We talk about, and it was one of the best examples of collaborative learning I've ever seen in my life. So that was a nice thing to see, and then it was all downhill from there. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, here we are. uh, This episode's being released on December 1st. We're, I don't know, let's see, April, May, June, July, August, so five, six about eight months worth of online teaching and we're tired 
students must be really tired and exhausted also. So, Tony, what's the overall picture for you as you wind down this year? We're kind of getting close to the end of teaching, and I think you and I approached it a little bit differently, didn't we? Sure. Sure, yeah. Shall we talk about that a little bit? Um, you want to start there? Yeah, that's good. So, um, yes, uh, at the from the beginning and, and th- through the year, uh, and I'm continuing at this point, full speed ahead, <laughs> damn the torpedoes, um, I try to, as much as possible, retain the, as much as I could of the live classroom experience. So uh, my classes have been, for the most, I will say 99.99% um, in you know, live, real-time Zoom sessions. Um, and uh, and that, that was just the approach that I took. I did it at the very beginning. I did um, intro videos for, for each of the classes. Uh which kind of would duplicate what a lot of what I would ordinarily do in on the first day, and uh, since that's you know it's all kind of one way like lecture ish kind of thing, I says well there's no point in me doing this a bunch of times. I, I did it as a video, but after that, I and again I tried to make the classes as much like a real classroom experience as I could, and um, I don't know how successful it was, and that's my problem. Um, you know, I look back and I said, well, maybe I might have been more successful doing more online. I'm not sure. But yeah, I'm, and we'll talk about this maybe later. So I don't know. I'm not, I don't have confidence in my evaluation of the students. <laughs> I don't know if they're doing well, better or worse. And I don't, and I'm having a hard time evaluating myself. But let's, let's do that later. But anyway, so yes, um, we talked about um, um, the approach. Yeah, I did it all. Uh, you know, real time Zoom, and you did something different. Well, I, one place kind I of. had no choice; right? mm-hmm. they gave us no choice. Had to be on demand, and I have a feeling that's just not working really well. Oh. I mean, they really—it's a—it's a hundred percent on demand, and we're not allowed actually even to talk to the students. Wow. Yeah, and this uh, is a- I was, you know, I will say now, <laughs> one of my schools had a similar policy in the first semester, and I looked at it, and my conscience wouldn't let me do that, and I just, as I am wont to do, um, went <laughs> went off off the reservation on my own, and um, we did Zoom anyway. <laughs> well, um, and and I and I didn't get caught. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm not mm. sure. But this place is just, um, I don't even want to get into that. But the idea that I have no idea why they made those decisions and that you can't talk to the students and everything has to be on demand. And they've been been—they've had a lot of like weird policies and things. Well, also, a lot of schools weird policies, right? Yeah. Yeah, don't make the, t- the, the students turn their cameras on. Right. Don't, yeah, make, students- them, don't, make, don't make them speak in class. Yeah, I've heard that. Those those are <laughs> <The> like <hell? laughs> Well, again, this is okay. We can go back to one of the things which is now down the line we we've got a lot of teachers who have been doing things, but initially what you had was that usual top-down 
thing in Japan where people who really didn't know anything about online teaching were giving us directions.、Mm-hmm. And that over, you know, the whole thing about student privacy, which I think is, again, is an overreaction to Japan not allowing people to have any privacy for years.、Um, really, you know, thing, weird things like don't turn your cameras on,、uh, you know, right? Sure, sure. Don't have students talking. And then you have the opposite side where、um, they want,、um, I know somebody who sometime, I think in June, the school actually asked pe- them to come back to class. And you know, the teacher had to wear like a face shield, and the students are wearing masks and face shields, but they're not supposed to talk to each other. Right. So, which is like, well, then what's the point of putting them in class? <laughs> exactly. And the funny thing is, is that they have everything backwards. Again, this is I'm coming from one place I know where the idea is that communication classes, foreign language classes, will be face to face. And now, what we know is that when people talk <laughs> face to face, actually, that's the worst thing you can do, even when、sure. wearing a mask, is、yeah. extended time talking because that's, you know, that's virals, viral delivery system, right? It's how it works. So, we're kind of in this weird state where I think there's a lot of not clear thinking. And like you, I'm not sure how my students are. Um, feeling assessing them has been difficult in、yeah. terms of their work. Well, what do that's you, been, what, th- what do you ahead, think? So, 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 you went, you did most of your stuff, not most of it, but a lot more of your stuff like、uh, on demand. I did almost zero on demand. No, I don't think it was most on demand. No, you what's your split? I'm trying to think right now. Um, Monday, okay, yeah. Uh, no, most, I think. A, A lot of my stuff was Zoom. I'd say maybe 25% to 30% was on demand. Okay.、Um, but I had a special situation where I had to, I have to teach, it's an omnibus course, and there are three teachers, and I had to teach the English part, and it's a big lecture. You know, every student in、um, the education, College of Education, has to take the class. And I just thought to myself, I'm not talking to 110 students on Zoom with you know, just names in front of me. Oh, and, but this, was, this is a lecture class, right? This is a lecture class. Oh, okay. So well, yeah. That、there's, made there's sense. No,、yeah. It's a no-brainer. Well, it, wasn't, it was supposed to be a lecture class, but when I taught it last year, I was able to you know, have students working together, doing activities in class, even though there were 120、mm. students in the、mm. lecture room.、Mm. You know, I still. Had group work and pair work going on and different kinds of activities. But I realized that for that class, it's, and these are non English majors, and I'm speaking、mm. completely in English, that having the videos was the best way to go because they、mm. could slow videos down, they could、sure. watch them with closed cla- captions. So that worked, I think, okay. But that was a lot of work.、That、Your videos, a, you put them up on uh, um, YouTube? YouTube, yeah. 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 So, you know, unlisted to keep them private. Sure. I think that there's no reason for that anymore,、um, except for <laughs> embarrassment and shame. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think about one third went on demand.、Um, as I said, this one place I was talking about was, is an oral English class, and that's totally on demand. And I really feel like I'm flailing on that, you know, just giving textbook assignments and asking students to make videos. And 
I tried using, um, since we're just, you know, spewing here, I tried using Flipgrid, mm-hmm. and that just didn't work. I started getting a bunch of problems with that, so uh wasn't so pleased with it and didn't have the best experience um, in some exchanges with their support staff. So in that sense, it was bad. But the on-demand the on demand lecture class worked. And basically, I've been bouncing sometimes like I'll do two weeks Zoom and then one week on-demand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of hybrid version. Or sometimes half the class is Zoom and then the other class is on-demand. I've been kind of mixing and matching. Mm. But you're really just mainly doing Zoom sessions. Yes. Yeah, which I think is less work when it really comes down to it. Maybe. I think it's more tiring. More exhausting. Um, well, I, I think a, a really big factor is like when you're, when you're doing something on demand and you're creating a product like a, a video or just an, an audio file whatever it might be um the key is like how many how many classes can you use that for so if you've got for example you teach at a university you've got like six classes of of the same thing and if you can use that same product six times well then that's There's something not, you maybe want to look at but that's yeah but if you if but for for one class uh it's hard to i think it's hard to justify that just from like, you know your teacher time teacher energy input because it's a yeah Creating like one class, um, this is, yeah, a Zoom class is way less uh, energy <laughs> intensive than than creating a video. The video because videos is well, you know, you do the videos. They're a lot of work. Yeah, I just <laughs> I thought I did. I tell you, remember I was saying that I I had my workflow down and I could get like a fifteen minute video and I could probably <laughs> knock it off in about an hour and a half. Right? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. Believe I remember it. that. Too. I didn't believe it then. <laughs> no, it was it was really true. Mm-hmm. It was really true. But and then, no, I, I got things down. I, I got a workflow, and you know the big key, as I mentioned before, was you know making the slides and exporting them as images, and then just dropping them. Uh-huh, to the uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, that really was a big time saver. So in other words. You know, I, instead of recording the PowerPoint or the keynote, yeah, right? yeah, I've talked about this before. But anyway, so the other day I was making, I just needed to make like a fifteen-minute video, and like five hours later, <laughs> I was still working on it. You know, it was funny. It was, but the problem for me has been that I don't really have six classes. Of right, we, most most of us don't. I don't think. I, I don't but I think that when we do go live again, I now have a bunch of supplemental materials. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah. by the way, the big thing, the big lesson I learned this year mm. is whenever you make a video or you make an audio recording, make it generic. In other words, do not like say, okay, Tuesday first period students. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't do yeah. that Don't at all. Don't specify. Don't specify anything and don't make as much as possible. Try to make even the content as generic as possible. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can use it in different classes. Mm-hmm. And that kind of solves the problem you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Because there's certain things you can move. Like I, I made that uh, that listening exercise about um, places. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I had to edit it and take out the initial part. But, for example, that worked for a whole bunch of classes. So I think that might be the big shift for me 
the big learning thing is that make things generic and that there's always some overlap between classes. Like, you know, similar, you know, different kinds of writing classes I can make similar materials sure. and things. Yeah, so that was the thing. And the other big, again, we're just, you know, I'm just jumping around here. The other big discovery for me is um, this one app called Explain Everything. That is on my phone (laughs) somewhere. (laughs) And I remember being very impressed with it. But I haven't looked at it for years. (laughs) I started using it. I I got there one month and I'm going to, um, and it's, for education, it's thirty dollars a year, mm. which is, I think, what like a like <laughs> two dollars and fifty cents or something, two dollars and twenty five cents a month. It's a uh, what is you know the new metric for things now is it's like one Starbucks. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody says that if you just, yeah, just yeah, one yeah. cup of Starbucks coffee. Anyway, uh, this has been a real helpful thing because. It works really well on an iPad if you have an Apple Pencil, because what you can do is you can put your slides in, and you can start recording, and you can then mark up your slides while you're talking, and you know annotate things, and it has what's called those infinite canvases, so you can keep like scrolling around, creating extra open space for each slide section. Mm. Very, very nice. Students really liked it. Uh, and uh, I'm trying to the next step, trying to figure out how to integrate that with a video with the talking head video, because I'm still convinced that talking head videos do have some value as long as they're not you know, an hour worth of talking head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think, you know, we need to create that personal contact, but also for students to have the ability to, you know, see somebody talking rather than just an audio file. So, there's, those have been, you know, nice discoveries. I think like my my tech skills, um, my creative produce production skills have definitely improved this year. Well, if you want to um, go go back to the beginning and talk about something positive, um, yeah, let's, I'm let's, trying let's, to be positive. Let's, here, let's jump let's jump on negative. that because one of the things this year that uh, uh, which I think which I think and I think you'll probably agree um, a really big positive is. Yeah, um, teachers kicking a lot of teachers getting you know kicking and screaming dragged into the tech world, um, and uh, hopefully are are learning uh, to use some of that tech to improve their teaching and um, more significantly, I think, um, our students. Um, this 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 cohort group. Um, their level of technical expertise is <laughs> compared yes. to you know the kids that went before. There's just no comparison. <laughs> they, they, I mean, they just you know, again, they they have no choice. Um, you will <laughs> become technically adept, or you will die. <laughs> there is no choice. There is no. There okay. is no try. You you just do, and um, man. Um, well, shout about, like, out. You know, picking up practical skills for the future. Man, that's, that's great. Yeah. Well, a shout out to the tech service people. Mm-hmm. They've had a hard year. Pardon me? They've had a hard year. Oh, those poor people. <laughs> you know, of all, uh, I'm just, yeah, right. You know, I think office staff people really have, <laughs> and we really mm-hmm. have to mm-hmm. put out a real thank you to 
the tech staff for getting students ready, upping their game, getting the networks upgraded, setting up Zoom, explaining things to students and the office staff, people who had to completely reorganize everything. What a nightmare that had to have been. Yeah. Those people, I think, you know, you know, those people deserve huge bonuses mm. for this mm. year. Mm. And then having to go into work and sit next to people <laughs> while we yeah, get to risking stay your at life. home. <laughs> risking your life and then, and, and then having to do And that, having that, to work extra hard. work. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. But talking about the po- – and so thank you to, the, to those of you who do that and do definitely do not listen to our podcast. But, yeah, student tech skills, definitely, definitely f- far and above anything. And I don't hear this – the refrain of, I don't like computers – yeah. anymore yeah yeah but yeah i think this and the students adapted well overall right sure they they learned how to do things and you know here's the other incredible upside about having zoom sessions or you know whatever you want to call it i mean some people use google meet and stuff mm-hmm. attendance yep is much better no well, they're already there I mean, yeah, I know there are. I, know, I, <laughs> I do this little. <laughs> I do the little survey for my first period classes. Said, okay, how many people woke up five minutes ago? <laughs> Half the class will raise their hand, <laughs> and then I ask them, how many of you want to go back to face to face classes? And like everybody raises their hands, and I said, oh yes, do so you guys want to wake up at like six o'clock in the morning so you can start a nine o'clock class? And they all go, oh yeah, oh, <laughs> we oh. forgot. I think that's what's going to happen, right? Oh man. Yeah, they're going to they think they want to go back, but when they have to, they're not going to like it. Yeah. 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 And it's going to be interesting to see how school whether uh, I'm I okay, let me rephrase. They're definitely not going to adapt very well as usual, I think. But the ideal thing would be to actually allow students to choose or teachers to offer online classes for those students who want to take the classes online. Yeah, I've I've had actually in in discussions and in written things with with students. I've had uh, a few students uh, uh, make that very suggestion themselves that they mm-hmm. want to they want the op they would like the option to do classes face to face or online. Mm. Yeah. So um, I I thought we'd maybe do this at the end, but what do you so for next year? What do you think? I mean, obviously we <laughs> we don't have a clue, but I don't think I just come, have a clue. come April. Come April, <laughs> are we going to be talking to our screens, or are we going to be in a classroom with? Okay, my, my I just read an article about Duke University. In uh-huh. the United States, North Carolina, that has been having face-to-face classes, and they've had no spread of coronavirus, but they're, like, testing students twice a week, and they have this incredible testing system. And that's a huge school with, you know, a lot of um, resources. Japan, um, you know, doesn't test people unless they're symptomatic. Right. So I'm not a medical person. I'm just making just a comment here to try to preface what I'm about to say, which is I think we're going to be in front of screens again. It's only four or, months from now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's only four months away. <laughs> yeah. It's only four months away, but here's the thing. The decision will be made in March. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. two weeks yeah, well, before and, class. And, and, and that is, I think it, just the way it is. 
it's just the way it is. And right, just get ready to retool. You got to go. So, got to be ready to go either way. You, you're you're gonna, at this yeah. point, you just there's no way. You just got to be ready to go either way. You no indication what it, what you're going to be doing in April. Exactly. I I think that's and I understand completely why that decision would be delayed until that point. Um, although, you know, I I'm, I have two minds about this. One is that. Japan really wants to have the Olympics next year uh-huh. and that they will do anything they can to make sure that Japan is safe for the Olympics. And if they think that university students would be irresponsible, gee, <laughs> who would ever have thought of that <laughs> in terms of their socializing and that that would lead to, in, you know, increased numbers. I think then we will be on screen. Mm-hmm. I think seems to be that seems to be a big concern for mm. people yep yeah, uh, yeah i i think that what they should do is that i think oral or, um communicative classes language classes and discussion classes should not be face to face um it's just I, I think that's wrong i think that lecture classes where students can maintain Social distance. But the point is, like, what's the point? I just don't understand. Why would why would you go into a lecture when you can watch the lecture on mm. demand? Right. So that, that's, no that, that's the thing, right? So the the, the lecture is there's qualitatively there's very little difference between a live lecture and like a video lecture. It's a lecture. It's a, it's it's one way communication. Right. And you've got communication classes where you're. The you know face to face well real, real, mm, not it's, I don't want to use that expression but communication where you're talking to somebody those are the dangerous ones and those are the ones probably need should be uh, done online so that you know the, the real life face to face kind of mm, is a is a big liability but that doesn't mean that people aren't going to be pushing to do that um yeah i don't know i myself would prefer the option and you know as we talked about like we just you know you just said like students say they all say that they want to be um on campus uh and but i i I don't think it's because of the classes it's all social yeah, they, they want they mm. they want because we talked about this. They want their clubs early in the year. They want the clubs activities. They want they want this is their because this is it. This is their social time. This is their party time. This and, is when, um, why they, they go to they college. They want that. That's why you go to university because you get this four year vacation to to fool around. Yes. But uh, yeah, so naturally they want that. But um, yeah, in terms of yeah, actually having to do the work and having to, you know, having to show up in class and get up in the morning and then do the commute. Um, we'll see. I'm also a little bit um, concerned about because uh, one year, okay, this and we go into a second year of this this form of teaching, um, and not so much in terms of our own teaching in our own classrooms and things, but more concerned about. Um, because uh, you you teach students like this too, with um, international aspirations, and uh, you know students who have or had 
uh, plans for study abroad, um, and you know, and just general international travel and experience. Um, hopefully, with the vaccines coming in in twenty one, it won't be a three or four year thing that we're looking at. But uh, if next year is still mostly online, I, I do feel for those kids because I've got mm-hmm. a lot of them. Yeah, I feel real bad for those two. I feel bad for my my daughter. I feel bad for myself. <laughs> <laughs> two. Thank you. Thank you. I was about to say that, but it sounds better coming from you than from me. <laughs> Somehow selfishness just sounds better from your mouth, Tony. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for those students, but I can't see international. It's just there's a spike going on right now. Um it's going to take two to three months, I think, to calm down. And I think that we just have to wait. I think it's... Yeah. It's, it's a lot of medical experts it was said it's April. a year and a half. <laughs> this is a year and a half to two years before we get a grip on this thing. Mm. So, and in all honesty, I don't want to walk into a classroom right now with students. You know, I've... We laughed a couple of minutes ago about their responsibility. They're not being careful. No, I mean, I know this for a fact. You know, yeah, I watch I, them I, I, cough saying, and, yeah. you know, you know, I mean, they cough and sneeze and they don't wash their hands, right? I don't know how, you know, and how many weeks a kid's been using the same mask. I don't know if they rotate their masks, right? Mm. Uh, and, you know, both of us are over 60, so we're in a risk group. And... What am I going to do? Walk into a class and I'm supposed to have, what's social distance? What is it? It's two meters? I think. In, you know, six feet in the United States, so approximately 1.7 meters or so. So I'm supposed to have students 1.7 meters away from each other talking in a conversation. Now, I don't know about you, but in, with 25 students, you do the math of 1.7 <laughs> meters between students. Yeah. I need yeah, a room that sits 120 that. people yeah. or probably 80 people or something, right? Yeah. And it's just not going to feel right. And, you know, I don't, I think that students are getting used to Zoom now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I've been Skyping for so many years with my friends in the United States that it's just second nature to me. Mm-hmm. It feels natural and normal. And I think students are finally getting more comfortable with Zoom. Yes, and a big, big help with that um, is a, a new feature that uh, Zoom added in September. Yes. And shame on you if you don't know about this. Well, um, now, what do you mean, shame on you? Shame on you. Not you. Not, not you. me. You, you, you people out there. You. Shame you on the you royal people you? out there. The royal if you don't you. know about okay. this, um, Zoom added the feature that you can enable you, the, your Zoom participants to float around and, and choose their own breakout room. And uh, that has been an incredible uh, barrier breaker. Uh, and again, you know, kids just, you know, have become way more tech adept. And, you know, especially, it's, it's really a joy. You have like one of the, the better classes and, you, you know, you, you explain it and then you, 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 you give it to them and they're like, bam, <laughs> they just do it. And so, yeah, like I have a class of 20, it's, it's, it's a, it's really Mendox size. It's hard to do if you got a bigger class, right? So, but if you I have twenty students, I assign each student to their own breakout room. Boom, they're in a breakout room, and then they can 
move themselves to wherever they want. They can come back to the main room. They can go meet with their friends. They can create a group. They can stay by themselves. Um, and boy, do they like it. And uh, it really it just Im- improves the uh, the the feel of the class so much. Um, whether they're in those smaller rooms themselves or whether they're back, we're all back together. Um, overall, the morale and and the feel of the room is just so much better. And that's really been a a gift for me. Okay, so why don't you explain again how you do that? You assign each student to their own room. Yes. So I like like if why I, do you do that? Rather um, than just make like five rooms for to to you get know. to it just to to prod them because if they're just sitting there on the room they're just gonna like mm-hmm. but if they're off by themselves <laughs> that gives them the extra incentive to actually go again this was initially the first time to do it I didn't know how it was gonna fly um, this is the way I did it well now that they know how to do it I don't need to do that anymore. But what I did the first time is, yeah, I've got 20 students. And what I was doing, I was doing um, oral exams. And so when I used it the first time, so I put each of them in their own room and I left a, I I create like for 20 kids, I made 30 rooms, put one kid in each room. Uh, I took one of the rooms for the test room and then I grabbed the four kids that I was going to test, threw them in that room. And let the other kids do whatever they want to do. You know, they can work by themselves. Mm-hmm. They can work together, so forth and so on. And once they learn how to do it, then they do it. So I don't need to do that now. But when they were like suddenly all by themselves, that gave them the incentive to like try to do. Because if I had left them in the big room, they might never have pressed the button. They just turn off their camera, put their head down and do whatever they do. Why would they not do that in their own room? Oh, because you can see that they're doing that. Um, it's just a, a new a new experience that they're all by themselves. It's like, oh, they get scared. Okay. Yeah. There's an important thing that you have to up make sure that you, the students have upgraded mm-hmm. or updated their Zoom because I did that with a class and yeah, I did that too. And so I can't see the said, button. Yeah, it's like, I can't oh. see the button. So it's like because the, the students don't understand that they need to update, mm-hmm. even though that we've had some good technical development. The idea <laughs> well, of they're still human. Checking for updates on a regular they're still basis. Human. Is, there's well, right? Okay, <laughs> human nature. Yeah. I've used um, the room function, and I find it, it's really it's the great thing. Uh-huh. And what I did uh, the other day was that students had um, submitted like problems they wanted to solve. This is for a, a class that's about problem solving and uh, critical thinking, creative thinking, innovation. And I just kind of put gen- looked at the students' problems and kind of put them into like five categories. And sure. then I said, here are the rooms with these kinds of problems. Now go to the room to talk to people who have you know, are trying to solve similar problems. And the students just went off and did it once that they understood how to do it. Where it works really well, too, is in a writing class, where what you can do is you can set up a room, you know, where you say, okay, you want to work on your sentence structure. You want to Mm -hmm. talk with somebody and get peer feedback or paragraph structure or content or, you know, et cetera. Yeah, or, or even nice... like different different stages of um, a project, something in the process. Right. Um, yeah, there's exactly. all kinds of things that you can do with it. It's a, it's really cool. It's really cool. It's a very very nice thing. So that's the a big change. Yeah, and uh, I think 
again. There's the part of me that says, you know, I've only done this for a year, and now you're going to have me go back to -to face-to-face teaching. You know, I want another year at this to hone it. I mean, that's the selfish part of me that just says, you know, I'm only barely, you know, I've spent the last, what, since, let's say, April when classes started, late April, okay? Mm. Just throwing things against the wall to see what sticks. And Mm. I haven't done that since my first year of teaching. Mm Mm-hmm. So in that sense, again, here's another positive. I know it's it's been a real bad year for a lot of people, and I don't mean to disregard that. But trying to stay positive, I haven't been I haven't experimented this much in twenty eight years, thirty years. I don't even wait a second. How many years have I been teaching? Thirty five mm. years. Mm. So there's my first year of teaching in the United States, and then you know the first year, second year teaching in universities in Japan. I've just been throwing stuff out, and some of it's really embarrassing because it's recorded. There are actual records of this in this uh, incredible age we live in. But I would really like to be able to now pick the stuff up off the walls, off the walls, and revise it and try again and see how I can up my game and make it a better experience for the students. But on the other side, I have a lot of materials to include in my classes. But I think what you said going back about the students being more digitally adept, more more literate, more computer literate is really good. I think that's a big positive that will have a lot of benefits later. Yeah, and on. it's a it's a double-edged thing because not only have they gotten the skills, but this year has made those skills so much more necessary for the future. It's cha- mm. you know, It's like we we said this back in spring. This changes everything. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, no, for example, everything. especially yeah. in Japan, right? Where like, um, specifically Japan, where the you know, um, you know, famously, you know, the 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 businessman um, shuttling between Osaka and Tokyo on the Shinkansen. I think people are going to realize that, well, you know, that's really not necessary. Um, the Tanjin Funi, people, the workers living away from their families so that they're closer in a different city, closer to their, where their office is. So the family's in Osaka, the, 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 the job is in Tokyo, the husband comes home on the weekends. That should really, really uh, decrease. Um, okay. The emphasis on all kinds of face to face communication, I think, is going to, this is going to, evolve into a lot more uh, uh online communication um and there was, there was one there was one more thing that that, that was the big one and the big one got away i'm um, sorry I, I you can think of it but i'm going to completely disagree with you on this uh, was a was a hand call the stamps they're getting away with the pa- doing away with the paper you think anyway, so go ahead i don't think so i think it's going to be just like Let's move the semester to a September start. I think it's just talk. I think it's just um, people are resistant to change. You know the old saying, people would rather live in a familiar hell than an unfamiliar heaven. I think that for what you're talking about to occur uh, would require a complete rethinking on the part of uh, management and how organizations are run. And providing people with more independence to act independently, 
I mean, this is still, you know, these COVID reports are still going in by fax. I mean, Japan still uses faxes. And I don't see them making changes. I think there was an opportunity for change and it's been missed. I think most people have gone back to work in offices. I don't know what the statistics are. I think you might have a certain percentage, but I think there's going to be a certain kind of person or certain part of the population that really says, hey, I can do my work from home, but I wonder whether or not organizations will really adapt, and I hope I'm wrong on this. I think that what might happen is something like universities might take a look and say, hey, you know, uh, look at the savings for electricity in July and August. And that they might actually think, hey, it makes sense for us to go online for July and August, where you can you could see where people would kind of go, hey, that's not a bad idea. I don't have to come to school totally soaking wet, right? Yeah. But I'm sorry, I'm more negative. This is where I get negative. I, I don't think it's going to change. My wife has um, been working and things have been basically back to normal. They haven't really upgraded their systems. They haven't updated the systems. So, you know what I mean? I do. I do. I do. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I, I know exactly what you're saying. I'm just a, a little bit more optimistic. I would well, like- gee, isn't that surprising, Tony? <laughs> Who's more negative well, than me I, on I these don't, things? I don't know that there's actually that, no, that you're strong usually of a more You're pretty negative. I yeah, think. <laughs> I, I think so. <laughs> So, um, but not, not that I don't want to turn this into a contest, but uh, actually, well, I this this one of my students, a race to the year, bottom, huh? One of one of my students this year said to me, um, "I want to be like you." I go, "Well, what the hell are you talking about? What is Jesus? Send this kid to a uh, <laughs> to a mental just, health care specialist." Wait, wait, right wait, wait. Away. it gets better. It gets better. <laughs> She, oh, she says it gets she says, better because yeah yeah because you're always so positive. I, says, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you must be confusing me with somebody else. <laughs> that must be another teacher. <laughs> you, yeah, you must be very very confused. No, I think and I said, "What do you mean?" <laughs> I think you, you're like me that when you walk in the classroom, you you put yeah, a big smile. It's, it's, on. We've talked about different. this. You put a big smile on your face and you're positive until they get on your nerves or something, right? Yes, but, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and, I walk in the class, true, but it was very interesting to hear. <laughs> well. You know, it's again, it goes back to student persona, teacher personas, right? The people they, you know, I try to explain to my students, I'm this is not who I am completely in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah, very much so. I, I really, yeah, I, and like you, I take that some big steps to avoid poisoning that stream. Uh, I really do try to, uh, you know, whatever my own negative thing opinions are, and all the other grumpiness and and all the other stuff, I take some pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty a lot of energy. A lot of energy goes into damping all that and keeping it out of the classroom for sure. Well, you know, speaking of that, you know, that I think is why when the students let me down, it's so draining. Uh, because it's like, I could say, you know, I could come in and on the days I'm feeling, and this is every teacher knows this, this is our responsibility, professional responsibility, but, you know, especially with Zoom, you know, I'm not getting, you're not getting a lot of that energy back, right? Let's talk, you know, we've talked about this before, that when the students give back to you, mm. 
and it goes back and forth. Let's let's be honest. This is like the greatest job in the world, right? But you know, I go in on a Monday morning. Good morning, hi everybody. You're as happy as can be. You put the students into a breakout breakout rooms. You know, as I said, and uh, you know they're speaking Japanese in the breakout rooms, and it's just like you know, I just okay, yeah, you know, please, you know, quid pro quo here, but yeah. I think yeah, it really is. It. It, 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 it's it's the, one of the hardest things is when you yourself are putting out, you know, well, pretty close to 100%, um, and you don't get the results, and you don't get the feedback and, and that, that you want, and it's like, uh, uh, that really takes the wind out of your sails. But you know what? This maybe is, is like, it's like a whole maybe thing that we could talk about next time. I think so. Because uh, we, we talked about, you know, evaluate, you know, how we evaluate ourselves, how we check ourselves, how we evaluate students. Um, maybe uh, we're not making a big enough adjustment to those evaluation methods, if you want to call them that, uh, in this online thing. Because I've had some, I'm flummoxed, I'm confused. And so... Uh, maybe we should think about that and see if we can make some sense out of it. Yeah, I I, I get a lot of conflicting feedback, mm. but that's not really that new. I mean, I've had you know, you know, the old thing where you have two classes exactly the same uh, subject, you yeah, teach yeah, them yeah. exactly the same way. One class, one group of students, you know, say, "Hey, this is the best class I ever had," and the other students will say, "This is pretty much the worst class I've ever had." You know, again, but we've talked about classroom dynamics and mm -hmm. things. The thing that still, you know, um, surprises me, though, and this is really weird, and I only had one class that didn't, that broke this kind of rule, but you know that students will not talk to each other when they come into a Zoom room. Ain't that weird? I had one class, though, where <laughs> the students would, it was last semester, it was a Tuesday morning. And the students would just talk to each other. Wow. And it was weird. I mean, it was just one of the, it was weird, but in a wonderful way, because I would just like yeah. not want to start the class because they would be having conversations yeah. with each other. It's strange. And the other in thing. In Japanese that, though, right? Not, not, not no, in English. They would speak oh, in English. Man. These were great kids. This was a real fun class. I had some. I guess. Real. <laughs> well, you know, again, there were like. Great. There were about 22 students in the class, and there were three or four of them who were just super highly motivated mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. interesting people, and they would just come on and want to talk. Now, here's a question, though, that I do want to toss out, which is, I I think I told you, and you know, getting ready to kind of wind down in a little bit, but yeah. I taught a class, I was doing my on-demand class, pretty, you know, lower advanced, let's say. Students, at least that's what they were supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Put them into breakout rooms, and they were all talking Japanese. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just got really upset with them and called them all back into the room. And I just said, okay, you know, there's no reason for me to be sitting in front of my computer for 90 minutes if you're speaking Japanese. Because here's the thing I've discovered about Zoom um, when you're doing a Zoom session mm -hmm. and you put students into breakout rooms is I can't get anything done. Right, because I'm going into rooms, I'm checking, I'm waiting. But, you know, you can't get any work done during the downtime. No, no. So it's really 90 minutes and 
it's if the students are speaking Japanese, I'm losing 90 minutes of my life. But anyway, I mentioned something to someone, and they said, well, maybe the students just want to talk to each other. Maybe they just want to be social with each other. Maybe they're feeling isolated. And my immediate response was, you mean to tell me that they haven't figured out that they can organize their own Zoom groups? And the person said, well, you know how students are. And I said, yeah, but then, you know, there's the argument of school festivals where students organize the entire school festivals by themselves without any faculty intervention. So that might be another topic to look at, which is, you know, that learn dependency thing here where, you know, I don't know, are students socializing online? Because all the people I know have like virtual coffee clutches or, you know, cocktail hours back home, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's an interesting thing to look at. I don't know. But um, yeah, again, that's why I want another year of this. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise I'm just, I'm guessing, I'm really wondering what's going on. But we should also do another episode about what we would do differently if we have to teach online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but maybe that we, we got January, February, March. We won't know before, <laughs> as you said, right? Yeah, they'll decide that. in March. And then, and again, that's I think that's necessary. I don't think that it, you can't make an intelligent decision today, tomorrow. Yeah, and you know, I just again going back to what you said about things changing. You know, I was talking to someone who said that at the beginning of the semester that all the um, professors' meetings, you know, were uh, like just documents were posted and people were supposed to vote and it worked really well. And now, you know, they figured out that they could do the Zoom sessions and suddenly the professors' meetings are back to being an hour and a half, two hours long. (laughs) Even though the system was working fine before, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's just going to revert back, you know? Well, I hope you're wrong. Um, I I really hope I certainly make allowances for that. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would not, I wouldn't be surprised either way. I just really hope. Here's me being positive again. I really, I really hope that things do change. For everybody's sake. Well, you know, I I just don't think. I think behaviors stay the same. And, you know, uh, my my feeling, again, is that the patterns are very deeply set. People they are that. Brain they behaviors. That. And, you know, there's a, there's a certain group of kind of person or type of person or percentage of the population that kind of goes... Wow, I like this. This is different. It's challenging and it's hard, but I can see that this has some advantages and we should integrate this or go to this system. But we know that people tend to behave conservatively, yep. I think, overall. Yeah, so, especially here. Yeah, especially here. So I'm just going to stop at this point. But I, I'm trying to find a positive <laughs> note. Can you, okay, can we come up with a positive thing to end our podcast oh. with? Other than like, oh, yeah, you're right about the teachers, right? <clears throat> Remember the teachers who would be totally anti-tech? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're, we're here we're talking into the void about spreadsheets, etc. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't want to do that. Oh, man. Yeah. I have one colleague, and they have just, well, it's been amazing to watch them. Hmm. They have gone 
unbelievable and become incredibly adept. And maybe because they've never used the tech, they were incredibly creative with it. Ah, that's cool. Right? I, you know, I can see of, that. I look can through see it. that. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, they, they're, they're just like fresh, kind of going, whoa, I can do this. And I, can, and I go, never thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. I think, yeah, yeah. That I think has been a positive. I want to kind of end on a positive note yeah, there. Well, but I it. do let's ride this tech right into the future. Yeah. Yes. What was uh, right? The future's already here. It's just not equally distributed. Correct. What's his name? From Neuromancer. Stevenson. Neil Stevenson. No, no, no. That's Snow Crash. Stevenson William Gibson. Is- William Gibson, right? Neuromancer and stuff. The future is already here. It's just not equally distributed. Boy, and that seems really true, doesn't it? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So, let's call it an end of the year, Tony. That's it. That's it. Well... And yeah. what a year it's been. What a long, strange trip it's been. <laughs> we said that last year, too. I and think probably the year, the year before, before that. The last, yeah, last few second. years think, have not been, not been good ones. I think we like, say each that. Each time this time of the year, it's like, well, next year's got to be better than this. It's like, oh, well, what is it? What? Well, wait, what we got, wait till you see what we got waiting for you next year. <laughs> yeah, what is it? I think it's like an old Chinese curse somebody told me that may you live in interesting times. That's right. <sighs> Here we are. Okay. Here we are. So, two teachers talking. <laughs> and you can find us in a bunch of places you already know. I'm Charles Wiz. Tony Silva. And thanking everyone for their teachers and students and office staff and administration. Yeah, big thanks. And all the people and who thanks for listening. made our jobs possible. And to our listeners. Thanks for being there. Thanks for listening and putting up with us. Hoping you have a a, a nice uh, end of the year and uh, best wishes for the new year. Next time we'll talk to you, it's going to be January 1st. A new year. A new year. Okay, Tony, be well. There we go. You too. Okay, bye.